USA. USA. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see your glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist and Fucky kooky cocky. I just started it, so there you go. I just started it too, so we're good. I was, I was listening to some Ram Dass this week. Mm-hmm. I know that probably makes you excited. Mm-hmm. Well, probably get you depends. going, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Conversations for Our Grandkids, the In the Closet edition. Yeah, I'm in the closet right now. Um, in a very literal way, <laughs> Jasmine is watching TV in the other room, and I just figured I'd leave her alone today. So I'm in the closet. I'll let, you, I'll let you guys know when I come out. <laughs> He's in the closet. <laughs> so I'm Seamus. Uh, and <laughs> and I'm Adam. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, these are the sick intros we do. Uh, yeah. How's it going, Adam? Um, uh, how have you been? So far, so good, man. Uh, I want an update. Or I'm going to give an update. I don't know if anyone's Facebook friends with me who's listening, but there's still a fucking alligator like 300 feet from my front door of my building, of my work building. No fucking way. Like, every day? Every day. I go there every day to check because I, I thought, like, oh, maybe it was, like, some fluke and somebody saw it and, like, will, like, remove this fucking thing from, like, where I could easily get eaten by it. But it's still fucking there <laughs> every day. It's just in this, like, it's little drainage like It's the, mas- su- it's the like mascot. It's the dish. school's mascot. Yeah, that is true. They- but, I mean... Let's let's be real here. I think a mascot is supposed to be like a f- costume that a human puts on. I don't think we're actually supposed to <laughs> be touting a real fucking alligator. Dude, wouldn't it be funny though. if you know how like rival schools steal each other's mascots? Like somebody <laughs> yeah. tries to somebody tries to steal a fucking alligator, <laughs> like a big ass like twenty foot alligator, Just get mauled. Well, four students. Yeah, that thing was scary. I saw pictures of that. Yeah, it's really big. I I mean, I thought I was expecting to see like like one like I don't know like a foot or two long. This thing's like probably four feet long. It's and it has like a big belly. It looks like it's always just eating something. It's it's a little terrifying. I'll put Ugh. a picture of it on a, on the show notes or something, just so people. Freshman. <laughs> uh, well, what are you up to, man? I know your show started, so uh, that uh, that's gotta yeah. be exciting. I've been stage managing all week. The Illinois Five at the Walnut Street Theater. We're on floor five. If you want to come check us out, 
Um, but no, it's it's been cool. It's it's been really really fucking tiring. So uh, apologies in advance if I sound kind of beat. It's a little inside baseball for you, but dude, it's it's literally been like get up at ten or get up at eight. Get there at 10, and then get back at, like, 12 o'clock, wake up, do it again, you know? And those are long-ass days. Yeah, for sure. What's that, like, fucking 14 hours? That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And, and you know, I, what, I got there, and there was only three people who were helping me build the set, or three people, including me, who were building the set. And the set is beautiful, I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll post a picture of it, because I think it—I'm getting that feeling, like, when I look at it, and I'm like— I accomplished something. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And not just like a macaroni necklace. Like, oh, I accomplished something real. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this looks really awesome. Yeah. Uh, I am a little bit worried about when we have to strike it and take it down. I'm really not looking forward to that. Because it took like three days to put this fucking thing up. Oh, it's always easier to tear something down than bring it up, though. That's true. That's true. Like people's feelings and their self confidence. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It takes years to Hard bring to... your self confidence up. It could take one comment to bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna wear that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nothing really interesting has happened to me all week as a result. I mean, it's literally just been. I I feel like I've been living in this theater basically. Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, man, no news is good news. Uh, so this week, actually, interesting thing happened to me. Well, not that interesting, but it made me fucking furious. It's Jasmine, uh, if you've ever heard of the company GoFobo, they do a lot of um, the logistics for movie pre-screens. So the movies will say, like, or the movie studios will be like, oh, we're going to show this movie before we release it to, you know, one in one, uh, like, movie theater per city, and we'll see what the reaction is, that kind of stuff. Get people to tweet about it, like, get them to tell their friends build a buzz around it so gofobo does a lot of like they'll hand out tickets they have people stand there and like scan it and that kind of shit that's the name of the company so jasmine's i think the term is like brand ambassador or something or something weird like that but she basically is the one at the door scanning tickets um just to make sure they're like real and all that kind of shit so it it was kind of cool because this was the first time she did it and it was the movie pawn sacrifice which was a really fucking good movie about bobby fisher American chess champ. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking when you said pawn sacrifice, I was thinking it was like some horror movie. It sounded like you know, like yeah. one of those insidious kind of titles. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a creepy movie because he's he's very, very mentally or was very mentally unstable. So there's like a lot of like, like paranoia type uh, shit going on. Anyway. Yeah, Bobby Fischer, he in his later years when he like returned when they found like oh there he is. Yeah. Um he really really went hardcore after the Jews, man. Oh, that was that wasn't just later. He was he was going after the Jews the whole time. It's just his his lawyer and his like people managed to like keep a lid on that for so long. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was fucking insane. <laughs> fucking insane. Anyway, Jasmine is doing this thing, right? So she had to get there an hour before the movie starts. So I, I got there. I went with her, obviously, because that's what a good boyfriend does. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, dude, this guy's a boyfriend. Bro. <laughs> um, so I, <laughs> from 6 to 7, well, I did play some arcade games. So it was more like from 6.15 to 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what were you playing, man? The claw? What were you, what no, were you doing? It was, it was a shooter game. It was a time something. Time splitters? It's time splitters. Or time, I think yeah, so. I think so. Um, so I played that. And then I went and just sat in the movie theater and saved the seats. And the whole time I'm sitting there, right, there's, like, maybe two or three other couples in there. And this one couple is, like, I mean, the whole time, oh, $15 for popcorn and soda? Are you kidding me? I was like, dog, so, when was the last time you ever went been to a, to a fucking movie? movie? <laughs> like, 1994? Yeah, seriously. Like, what? Like, Are you, you're still surprised about this? Like, 
Oh my you god! You expect to like, take like a seventy dollar hit when you go to the movies with anyone other than yourself. I'm, you know, I'm, if you just go yeah. by yourself, it's like okay, twenty bucks. But still, you, you know you're gonna take a hit when you go to the movies. You just you know this, um, unless you haven't been to the movies in thirty years. And plus, in on this. Like for that movie, it was free. The movie, the actual movie, was free. <laughs> so you don't even have to pay for tickets. You're gonna complain about the fucking popcorn. Like that shit. I, I know that's like a, a small thing, but I'm like, can we can we get our heads out of our own asses here for a second? Everybody knows it's overpriced, but you still see people buying popcorn. Look around you. No one else is fucking complaining. It's 2015. Yeah. Wake up, people. Wake up. I think that people just like to have things to complain about. To be honest with you. Uh, I, you know, I, I've seen that a lot recently. Uh, just, just a lot of like, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we don't really have anything to complain about, but we're gonna just have fun complaining about. Oh, can you believe it? Can you believe this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? And it's just like, okay, like, calm the fuck down. Like, yeah, Jesus I, I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm really not the it's guy to have those types of conversations popcorn. with, because I'll just be like, yeah, it's been that way for like ten years. Like, what are you talking about? I can believe it. It is very believable because last time I went to the movies, I spent fucking $80. I remember that. It hurt just as bad then, but the movies are still good. So fuck off. That's why you got to you gotta sneak it in your pockets. Um, <laughs> not just candy, popcorn. You got you to gotta pop the popcorn at home. <laughs> Put it in your wear, pockets. Fill it, wear a fat suit and fill it up with popcorn. I call it he pants corn. So fat, it's a family so tradition. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. Did I ever tell you about the time I got caught sneaking things into the movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was the worst it was so bad it was like uh it was like one of the i did such a bad job of hiding it i brought like a snapple <laughs> uh. and i had a big ass hoodie on like a very uh baggy hoodie and i put it right in the front pouch of the hoodie yeah yeah and it, so it was just hanging down like it looked like i had this crazy bulge <laughs> and the guy's like uh you can't bring anything in the movie theater and i was just like what do you mean i bring, don't have anything bring what and he was like movie theater and he was like, well, what's that in your pouch? And I pulled it out, and I was like, oh, you mean this. <laughs> I totally forgot I had this. And then I felt like such an asshole because he was like, well, you know, I could put it in a fridge for you in the meantime. Like, it was so nice. And I was just like, ah. Oh, trying to scam let's him. Let's not go see this movie. I have to get out of here. That's yeah. so funny. So what happened with GoFobo? Uh, basically, Jasmine scanned all the tickets. Um, she came. We watched the movie. It was a good movie. It was a really good movie. I just wanted to talk shit about those the people who, like... Oh, I thought you were talking shit about GoFobo specifically. Oh, no, no, no. That's a good company. I actually like them. They're, they, like, hey, they do a good job. Shout out. Hashtag GoFobo. I mean, yeah, honestly, it's a, it's kind of a... I didn't even know that this this whole, like, thing existed until a couple years ago when Jasmine started getting these tickets. But you can get free um, movie tickets to movies that haven't come out yet if you go to GoFobo and you, um, like, put in the theater that's closest to you. And sometimes it's like, like we saw Transformers in 3D before it, uh, it came out. So sometimes you get really good movies. Sometimes they're like no-name movies that they're just trying to get people to talk about. And sometimes even yeah. the, the directors and the producers will show up and like have a Q&A afterwards. And that's, that's always a good well, time. What was that one that we went to go see that was like uh, See No Evil or something? Was it See No Evil? Yeah, I think that's it what was, it was. Oh, it was God. so fucking bad. That's one of the ones that they what? they were just trying to get people. They I bet they realized like, oh, this is bad. Like this is bad. We're just gonna have to get people to like. Hopefully, somebody will get scared and then start like 
tweeting about it or something because otherwise no one's gonna come see this fucking movie. Somebody will get scared and start tweeting about. Oh, you mean like scared of the movie? Yeah, like in not, the movie. not laughing at it hysterically <laughs> like we were. Yeah. Well, no, the, the the way I knew that it was gonna suck was that the 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 signs were all there, man. That was the only one that we'd ever gone to where they collected our phones and put them in little paper yeah. bags before the show. Yeah, you know, they were like, if anybody else sees a clip of this movie, they're gonna think, oh, this is this is the worst movie of all time. I'm not going to see that. So they took our phones I, and shit. <sighs> It was weird because I remember we went with your your old roommate and we're all sitting there. There's four of us and Jasmine, Adam, and I immediately just start shitting on this movie because it's like <laughs> the dumbest thing we've ever seen. He's like, he's like, shush, 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 <laughs> and, and we were like, fucking relax, dude. And then by the end of the movie, the entire audience was laughing at it. But they were all like very. I felt like they were very skeptical about. They didn't want to give up the 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 dream, man, that this was going to be a good movie. But as soon as it started, I was like, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, this is the this worst is... movie of all time. Worst. That yeah. I think that was the worst movie that we've ever seen with uh, those pre-screen tickets. We we saw Anna Karenina, and I I would have never seen that in theaters probably unless. Like, it was like a day, like, oh, what do you want to see? Like, I don't know. Let's see what's in the theater. Oh, in a corona. But we got free tickets, and it was like, it's one of my favorite movies at this point. So, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, go check out Go I still Fobo. haven't seen it. That's a good movie. Check it out. Everybody, I, uh, go, go I do watch remember when we, went to go see the, when we went to go see The Purge 2, I think. And yeah. uh, we all ate edibles beforehand, which was like a horrible, a horrible idea to go yeah. watch The Purge. Like <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Uh, so we go and we get in line and we bumped into just randomly two of our other friends who just happened to be there with tickets to go see The Purge 2. Yeah. And I'll never fucking forget this. Never forget this. Because the edible had already hit me. I was already really fucking high. And this kid says to me, he goes, yeah, I'm very excited to see this movie. Because, you know, it's like it's like everybody's deepest, darkest dream, you know? And I was like, no, it's uh, not. Like, no? no, don't say that to me. No. The the Purge where you just kill people? Where you get like, the, you, no. You get, you get a 24-hour license to just kill anyone you want? Like, everybody wants that dog? What are you talking about? Really? I, I, I wouldn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, I'd be like, I'd just... be one of the ones, like, fucking holding myself up in my basement, hoping nobody, like, knocks on my door. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. I'm not going out killing anybody. And in that whole movie, I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I got super paranoid during that movie, man. I was like, "This is the government preparing us for a state of national like we're gonna be in a, we're gonna be in a state of emergency, and they're putting this out there to get us ready for it." Oh man, that's so funny. You went yeah, happy nine eleven by the way. Yeah, happy nine eleven. I I almost said that to somebody. That's a crazy thing. Like, yeah. I look. I had to write down the date, and I was like nine eleven. Like. <clears throat> no, no, no. <laughs> not Memorial Day. Not a day to celebrate. Yeah. Well, Memorial. Do, do people say Happy Memorial Day? I guess they do. Man, that's weird too. But it's it's sort of like for me. For me, I'm 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 ready to joke about 9/11. I mean, not not just for the sake of joking about 9/11, but it's been 14 fucking years. Are we ever going to be able to talk about this shit yeah, without seriously. somebody getting on the moral high ground and posting a three page thing on Facebook about how they are know what they're talking about when it comes to 9/11 and you don't fuck you because yeah. I'm smarter yeah, than you yeah. and fuck you. Yeah, well, I knew it's someone like, who died. Oh, like, damn. okay, so do like f- probably a hundred thousand other people. Like, that's not the point. That's really not the point. And my thing is. Uh, my best or the the best argument I have for joking about anything horrible like that is the longer you keep it as like this, oh, we got to, you know, we don't fucking joke about it. It's serious. Like, oh, like they got us that day. And, you know, da, 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 da. like they got us that day. I mean, but that's, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, the guy's like stomping on his hat. You know, he's so, <laughs> oh, they got us that day. <laughs> uh, but that's what the attitude is like. Like, oh, they really hurt us bad that day. And that's true. That I, I'm not saying that they didn't. Like the, whoever they are, but 
what I'm saying is the longer that you have that attitude and you, you make that the you make that the only appropriate response, you're giving the people you're you're just feeding right into the whole terror system. You're still terrified of this situation to the point where you're not even willing to allow anybody to react in any way that's not also out of terror you see what i'm saying it's just feeding yeah. the cycle of terror and that's the whole point of terrorism so really the the obvious answer to me is let's all keep it light as light as is uh like mostly appropriate because obviously if you're giving a speech about 9-11 to 9-11 uh, like uh the victims the families of victims you're not going to do a fucking comedy set about 9-11 on in that occasion yeah. it's not appropriate but if you're like hanging out somewhere and it's 9-11 and you're with your friends you know <laughs> your boy's getting crunk on 9-11 no big deal on, you're having a you know classic 9-11 party <laughs> um then yeah joke about 9-11 because you should be able to joke about anything and everything you want there are times yeah. and places that are appropriate but I, I think if you say if your stance is that we should never ever 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 joke about it then fuck you because you you're missing the point yeah, can we like? I don't know. This I feel bad for making this argument that I'm gonna make anyway because it sort of goes along the same lines of the people who I was just complaining about on Facebook who like take the moral high ground or go like, but but look at this. Like you 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 can't be sad about 9/11 because of this. Blah blah blah. But honestly, the way I see it and the way I've kind of always seen it is that uh, if that's the worst attack on our soil in the last like what like a hundred fucking years, mm -hmm. you know. I think that's okay. Not not okay necessarily. Oh Jesus Christ! I've never run for watch it, buddy. I think Donald Love is okay. No, but what I'm saying is uh, <laughs> that's, that's gonna be the quote like, for the for this conversation. Uh, conversation <laughs> thirty one. Seamus thinks nine eleven was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I've what well you know I, I just mean that. So many worse things happen in pretty much every other country in the world on a consistent basis right. that it's almost like we can take that hit. We can take that one hit of like, okay, we lost two buildings. We were upset for like a couple years, you know, and, and the people <laughs> yeah. don't forget about the people. We we didn't have any fucking genocides recently, though. Right. So I think we're good. You know, like we're uh, I, don't I, know. I think that I don't know, honestly, I, I think that should be true. We should be OK because that was the worst thing that happened to us. However, we're not okay because if we have another 9-11, look how we responded. We overreacted so hard. Everybody on every, you know, 360-degree side of the country, everybody from the government to individuals, we all overreacted to that. And if there's another 9-11 attack, we're fucked or a type attack that we're going to get Dude, I shut down. I think that's a great fucking segue into this article I sent you, man. Uh about uh clear channel i yeah. just i just saw this just right before we were about to record and it's about the uh clear channel suggested its stations uh skip certain songs post 9-11 so 9-11 happens and then clear channel is like I i'm just i'm trying to think of who's the dude who's compiling these fucking songs or what like, team oh no this one might be offensive to somebody somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah my favorite like i just want to start off by saying i i took a scroll down this list just to see and first of all there's like what 150 songs here maybe 200 something songs. like that yeah the first of all i think the picture that they use for this article is hilarious it's fucking rage against the machine which is like <laughs> all right well i can kind of understand that actually like the day just after looking kind of defeated you probably shouldn't play any rage against the machine i can kind of get that <laughs> but my favorite uh choice of this is the beatles obla d obla da really that's going to be offensive after 9-11 like what is that song about <laughs> John Lennon's Imagine, keeping with the Beatles. Imagine what? that's the most hopeful. Imagine song of is all on time. the list. 
I know, I know. I can't believe that. Like, he's just saying, like, what if we all got together and hung out and we're cool together? And they're like, take it off the list. Take it off the list. Uh, I guess imagine there's no there's no religion. Maybe that's the line. I'm trying. I'm I'm reading these songs. I'm trying to figure out what it is about these songs that made the person who was compiling this list go. Somebody might, like project and be like, somebody might get uncomfortable by this. I you think. Know? I mean, I'm looking at this. I, Jimi Hendrix's "Hey Joe" is on the list. Hey Joe, it's a song about a because he shot his woman down. He shot his wife. What the fuck does that have to do with 9/11? I think really in their heads they're thinking any reference. To death in any song is not going to be okay. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, that's ridiculous. That's oh, what I, exactly. That you're right. It was a good segue because this is such an overreaction. I mean, I, I get it. You don't want to <laughs> upset people. I can understand. For example, uh, uh, f- uh, let's see. Fuck. Megadeth. I can understand some Megadeth. Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, I can even Lucy understand some with, Metallica no, not even stuff Lucy if you with want. This, in the sky with diamonds. Like that is. It's not even about a fucking airplane. Ticket to ride. Like, these are Beatles songs. People love the Beatles. Yeah. Highway to Hell? That's fine. Benny and the Jets? Benny and the Jets? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. This is really ridiculous. Like, I can't get over how ridiculous this is. Like, uh, there's someone here that does, don't even make any fucking sense. Rocket Man? Elton John? <laughs> is that, is that, what does that have to do with 9-11? Oh. Rocket Man! Just because... What the fuck? Because there was rocket fuel in the planes? Is that is there rocket fuel in planes? Isn't it just plane fuel? <laughs> All I know is it can't it can't melt steel, man. That's all I Yo, know. It's gotta be it's gotta be Shit. rocket fuel because otherwise, yeah, it doesn't melt steel unless it's rocket fuel. Green Day, oh, brains too. This is ridiculous, dude. Oh, this was kind of funny though. Carol King, I feel the earth move. I I can kind of get behind that. <laughs> I feel the earth move <laughs> under my feet. feet. <laughs> I feel the sky tumbling down. Yes, tumbling down. Yes. Okay, one, that one's that good. Okay. That one's good. That, that, that one's okay. <laughs> that one's pretty much just the 9 11 theme song. Yeah, how about, how about Soundgarden like blow up the outside world? Okay, that one I okay. kind of yeah. get. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. I'm on fire. Okay, but but Phil Phil Collins in the air tonight. Is that just because there are planes in the come. air? Yeah, right. <laughs> like planes happen to fly in the air. Uh, Pat Benatar. Love is a battlefield. Really? Oh Jesus Christ! This is ridiculous. Man. But is anyway, it... it just goes to show, man. It just goes to show that we just overreacted so hard to that. Even though, I mean, granted, it was a horrible thing, but a horrible thing requires an like a, a response, right? And but it requires an appropriate response. We didn't give the appropriate response. We gave the appropriate response, and then we took like a thousand million extra measures to make sure that we responded, you know, to every single fucking thing that we possibly could. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. TSA went crazy, and it was only like two or three years ago that they were like, "Oh, actually, we're gonna loosen up some of these rules because like we realized we were being fucking ridiculous." Like they, they but like, it, but it, but it hasn't it hasn't like gone back up to the norm. It's not like a pre nine eleven world. We're not living in this. You know, there was a lot of freedom that we took for granted that is sort of just gone now. And I feel bad for kids who are growing up now because they don't know the difference. Like what I mean, though? Like what specifically? Because I've heard that before, but I really I don't I don't think like TSA maybe I can kind of hear that argument. But like what else? I think the general vibe, and maybe it was just because I was a kid at the time, but I felt like the general vibe of the world was a lot more uh, optimistic, I guess, and a little bit more uh, less afraid. I think yeah. people are a lot more afraid okay. now than they were uh, before 9-11. Like, the kids kids were allowed to, you know, go outside and, and play outside with their friends and just come back whenever and all that kind of right. shit. And I'm sure that happens in some places still, but for me, I feel like the, the whole vibe has 
has kind of changed. It's it's subtle. I, I, it's hard to put my finger on, really. No, yeah, we've talked about this before, too. Maybe not on the mic, but we actually... It's it's a very clear... Um, like border in our minds and only and i say this as a as a collective because we've talked about this specifically before but we classify media especially shows and commercials in terms of or and movies pre and post 9 11 for example yeah jasmine played this movie for me the pest i forget the guy's name but that movie is fucking ridiculous it's so goofy it's got all the fucking racial stereotypes that people would get so upset about today and I think it's it's a good example. It was in like '95 or something like that. So it was pre 9/11, and then post 9/11, we have movies like The Dark Knight. You know, like Batman used to be this fucking superhero comic book type character, and now he's this fucking dark. You know, uh, like everything is morally ambiguous. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything's weird. Everything's weird. And there's and there's I don't know. And it could also be the fact that there's the rise of the Internet and now everybody just has their fucking uh, venue to say whatever they want. And it just sounds like the work. Maybe people would have said these horrible things back then or done these horrible things back then. But it just it seems weird, man. Like we didn't have we didn't have a lot of public shootings back before 9-11. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, like that's that's a totally new uh, issue like Columbine was the one that happened I think before 9-11 and everyone was like oh my god this is terrible but if they had just seen 10 years in the future where it's sort of just like okay well, like oh, we're so desensitized one? to it that uh, yeah another one we were talking about this on a previous episode where it's just like oh god damn it like yeah your brain Wait, is where did supermarket sweep go man supermarket yeah. sweep is gone it used to be the best show that was a, like a, that was an example of a pre-9-11 show that we had come up with was a supermarket sweep because it just seems so egregiously um greedy happy it's just happy go lucky yeah, it's ignorant like pull out as much yeah. shit as you can <laughs> like get it all but nowadays like that would be like you know, it'd be like, oh, supermarket sweep, but you have a budget, a tight one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there's somebody shooting up the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't think that is unreasonable or unfounded, that feeling. I really think that there is a distinct difference between late 90s and, like, like early, like, 2000s, you know? Maybe starting in, like, 2003 to 2005 to give everyone like the whole culture of time to shift it's it's like you know frame of mind but if you look at movies that were in the 90s versus movies that are in 2005 and later they get a lot darker a lot scarier even the 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 um like you were saying like the tone of cartoons even it was like really goofy nobody was dealing with any kind of heavy shit it was all just kid shit you know, you go out and hang out with your friends, and the worst thing that happened was someone called you a name or you had to deal with a bully, you know? Nowadays, it's like, oh, like, I heard, like, my friend Tommy, like, his school was had to lock down because they thought they had a shooter. It's like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, this is a kid show. Like, can we relax? Yeah. Remember when they had that school shooting on Static Shock? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. That, that, really, really? That, that really happened. I'm not even kidding. Was yeah, on Static Shock, there Yes, yeah, I believe so. Let me let me let me check that out real quick. But I remember Static Shock had an episode where you know he had the the white friend who was like the guy who was like I'm cool with computers. Like everyone always has that guy who just stays stays it back and gives the superheroes intel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he got he got shot. Give me a minute, man. I'm hacking he, into the mainframe. Uh, so Static Shock is I think post 9/11. Um, let me just see because I have this I have this school shooting episode. Ah, oh, man. Static Shock, the boldest kids show on TV, is what it says. What? I, I don't know, man, but but there definitely was. It's 
season two, episode 11, called Jimmy, <laughs> and it came out in May of 2002. So yeah. there you go. There you go. More evidence. There you fucking go. Yeah. I mean, maybe... And it maybe... just seems like a lot of the, the vibes are just like... Go ahead. Sorry. I was just thinking maybe A lot of the vibes have... are just like, be afraid. Yeah, yeah. I think we might have rose-tinted glasses in a sense that... Like, when we were kids, we were only worried about kid shit, and we only were really watching kid shit. But I don't even think that's true, because I wasn't only trying to watch kid shit when I was a kid. I was trying to watch, like, the worst shit I could find. Like, I would go to the library and, like, check out American Pie, you know, just because it was rated R and had titties in it. You know what I mean? And that even that movie, that's a, a good example. That's a goofy-ass comedy movie. But now, like, our, like a, a, a relevant goofy-ass comedy movie is The Interview, and it's about fucking North Korea and shit. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it's just not the same. Like, they were dealing with different, like, the, the details of the goofy stories, even. The details are much more heavy and, like, political and scary, you know, or, like, everyone's afraid. I don't know. I don't... I don't think it's unfounded. Yeah. I think it's a real thing. Because everything shifted. We just overreacted to that shit. Yeah, and it's it's weird. Like, we have to be afraid going to the movie theaters. We have to be afraid going to malls. We got to be afraid going to the airport. We got to be afraid going everywhere. Because you never know when a terrorist could strike. Any moment. Any moment. Be afraid. Yeah. Be really afraid. Or, or a fucking rapist or a serial killer. There's always somebody to be afraid of. Oh, dude, they're all out there. They're all just waiting at your door, waiting to get you. <laughs> Even though we live in the statistically the safest time in the world. Right. And it, it's it's insane, man. I think what it is is that we, we were so built up as, like, this untouchable force. And then 9-11 happened, which, on the grand scheme of things, this might offend some people, but, like, in it, it, from from another uh, country's perspective is, is probably just, like, a— like a scratch on the arm, you know. It's not yeah. really a, okay. So you lost two, you lost like a couple thousand people. Wow, big fucking deal. Like we 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 had all these people die like last month, you know. And yeah, but but because of our untouchable status, it's just it, it's just one of these things. And I guess because the towers were so symbolic and nobody expected it to happen, and blah 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 blah. Right, but, but it, it it like does that really justify us? Like, shutting down our entire fucking country when, like you said, there are other countries who are like, yeah, well, we just had a massacre where, like, 20,000 people died last month, and you guys didn't even bat a fucking eye. You were still watching cartoons. And then I think that what happened also is that, so, George Bush gets elected in 2000. No big deal, right? No one really is that mad at George Bush. But then, yeah. <laughs> like, after 9-11, this era of, like, George Bush gets brought in that not to get too fucking political but i think his approval ratings were like really really fucking low were they not yeah they were they were like the lowest in in history if i remember or like for like a, the a worst dude yeah super corrupt not even fun you know not like a clinton like clinton had some fucked up he did a lot of fucked up shit but at least he was happy go lucky bill clinton yeah and we yeah. just had this stupid fucking asshole who was going Village to war idiot. In places we didn't need to be, going to Iraq, talking about weapons of mass destruction don't fucking exist. And Cheney, and, and, man. and for me, Cheney fucked his his whole public uh, image up in a serious way. And Donald Rumsfeld, the worst dude, yeah. like just just a, a cabinet full of of the worst. Like we look at Colin Powell now and we're like, oh, you know what? He's kind of all right because he <laughs> left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he yeah. because he left. <laughs> it's insane, man. And and growing up in that era sort of made me more cynical about the government. You know, I saw, like, Fahrenheit 9-11 when I was, like, uh, whenever that movie fucking whatever, came out, yeah. and that was like, oh, my God, you mean the government's been lying to me this whole time? <laughs> yeah. But that that was a question that hadn't even been brought up pre-9-11. Um, so it's it's hard to say whether or not we become more realistic or more cynical. 
Yeah, that is that's a good point, man. Yeah, like was were we were we dumb in the nineties and like you know had blinders on, or are we just overreacting now and things really could be that way again or whatever? That's a good point. I never really thought about it like that, but I think a lot of the uh, I, I think secondary effects of the fear, right? So it's a scary thing. Like, you know, everyone should get a little nervous when a 9-11 type thing happens. But I think the news media, you know, all the media sources kind of capitalized on it because uh, this is nothing new, but, you know, fear sells essentially. And then, but that just perpetuates the system. And there was nothing to balance that out because America was all about or is all about material things, spending money, you know, that kind of thing. And when you're, when you're hit in a very like fundamental kind of philosophical, cause like you said, it was, it was the t- buildings were a symbol. We had never gotten hit for a long time. So it was like, we got hit in a way that we're not used to dealing with. We don't, you can't buy something and make that better is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, yeah. the people that were selling things and making things, they started producing things. Well, people are afraid. They want to buy something that is related to their fear and it just got perpetuated and it grew out. And not to, not that I think that religion or organized religion is the answer, but if we had an actual dope religion that was, we were all kind of grounded in and had our, like feet dug into the earth a little bit it would be able to balance out something like that but and a lot of people did go back to church and you know get a little more religious after 9-11 and all that shit but that it's too late at that point that that's just another reaction to the fear and it's weird because there was like a really and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad too i don't care i say a lot of things that sound yeah, bad me but too. if you actually hear what i'm saying I don't think they're that bad. Uh, there was a really awesome period right after 9-11, like immediately yeah, after 9-11. I know what you're talking about. Everyone where everybody was out. just like, hey, what's up? Like, we're American. Like, fuck those guys. Yeah, and it, yeah. it could have been one of those things where it was like a collective insanity or a collective outrage at a specific group of people. Like, we were all like, fuck the Middle East. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but yeah, for as, something about that brought us all together. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? That's what I, exactly what I was about to say. Like, as horrible as it is that we were like, fuck the Middle East, fuck the terrorists, like all that shit. The the only the good part about that was that we looked to like to our left and to our right and we were like all right but we're Americans and like really we're pretty dope so let's just if we band together like they can't fucking they can't take us that was yeah. uh I don't know man I, I wish it could have happened in another way something like any other way but or I wish that feeling could have kept going because yeah. it seems like I think what happened is that feeling happened we were like we're gonna go after the bad guys. And then we didn't go after the bad guys. You know, yeah, or like we went, we went after, after somebody like, completely different. Some like indirectly related bad guys who like may or may yeah. not have been involved. And like, I don't know. It was su- such a. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, I, is like if they if we had responded appropriately and not just like, oh, well, we're going to tighten up security in the airports and make all the Americans feel uncomfortable. Like if we actually had done things that people could have felt good about, it might have like George Bush might not have been so uh disapproved of or whatever you see what i'm saying like it might not have been such a bad thing if if they had like well this is what we're doing and why you know if it wasn't so shady the american facade sort of fell or changed uh, maybe and it was a number of factors you can't really blame it on one thing you know george bush was not a good leader to have during that time it was a difficult event to happen uh the reaction to it was crazy the just just everything about that whole situation kind of turned to shit man and it 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 
it just changed things. It really did. It just, I, I don't know how else to say it. Cause it's like it, the American dream or the American ideal, the way I see it is that we need to do, we need to be the bigger person in every situation yeah. because, and it's not like a, it's not like we have to do it because we're trying to show that we're better. better right. We just are trying to be as good as we possibly can be. And so like not, not giving them a trial in the state of New York where that's what's supposed to happen. Right. You know, you, you know, not Guantanamo Bay opened up and all that crazy shit started coming out. You know, the, the, the we went to Iraq and we like fucking destabilized the shit out of Iraq for right. no fucking reason. We destabilized the shit out of Afghanistan. Then you find out all this stuff about George Bush and his links to Osama bin Laden's family. Right. You know, just all, this, so all this weird. Just so fucking weird. weird. Yeah. And we're just like, okay, so we, so we're kind of heartbroken now because the ideals and what we assume the American um the American way is isn't actually the American way anymore because that's not what our leaders are doing, you know, right. regardless of what the people can do. And then the people also find out like, hey, we have no we don't really have as much power as people uh, would like to convince us that we do because uh, the the election was remember, was it the first election or the second election where all that shit in Florida went down I where he basically was, stole the election? I think it was the second one. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. But, yeah, whichever one that. It was like, uh, you know, it, they recounted, and it turns out that afterward that he actually Al lost. Al Gore would have won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that you're hitting the, the nail on the head. I think in the 90s, it was the, the end of this legacy that had started in the 50s and had carried through into the 60s and 70s of the American dream and, you know, America leading the world in change and, you know, positive growth and that kind of stuff. And in the 90s... I think they were trying to tackle some of the more social issues because um, or some more of the social issues, because in the in the 50s, it was more about like, uh, you know, uh, or I guess you could you could start even earlier than that. Like in World War One is when we kind of unbalance the scales to have America be like the richest country. Uh, World War Two, we kind of. um that was a very solidified that and we're yeah. like okay no we're like the best dudes yeah. we're like the heroes of the world <laughs> right right exactly and then the the 50s was about how to be how to be the best country in the world without having war as your proof and we kind of nailed that too the 70s was like we led the world in cultural change in the 90s i feel like we were trying to get a grip on the the more like finer details of, of social living individuals and that kind of stuff. We're trying to figure out how people should treat each other and why, and what is our rationale, you know, based on all this other shit that's been going on in America. But we still had this feeling of, we're still on this path of making the American dream, um, even more attainable to everybody because it's still real. It's still happening. It's still the ideal. It's just, you know, we've got a, a few problems here and there that we have to iron out. But yeah. 2000, uh, 9-11 happens, sorry, and that whole, the fundamental idea that all that is built on is shattered because of what you're talking about. The president's fucking up. You know, we overreact in this crazy way. We have, like, you know, the Patriot Act and things like that, which it's like, wait, so you're telling me, like, I don't actually have constitutional rights under certain circumstances? I thought that that was supposed to be, like, a given, like, at all times. I thought that was, like, the entire fucking point of the whole fucking thing. And, we, like, one by one, you're seeing all these un-American type things happening in your country, which is supposed to be fucking America, you know? And it's so yeah. disheartening and so... And I think the internet had a lot to do with it too, because the information 
was available to everybody, just like what the TV did for the Vietnam War, the internet did for so many different like things at the time. Like we, not only did we did did we have numbers about uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and all the you know weapons of mass destruction were they there were they not but then we also got hit with the information of like you said bush's ties with osama bin laden's family and not that that is even relevant but it's it's weird you know it's very very strange and the fact that we yeah. had access to that information i don't think is what would have happened at any other time and it just compounded the uncertainty and the fear and the nervousness about what is actually going on in the world and so I watched this video um, yesterday. It was a cut cut video on YouTube. They do a lot of like silly videos where they'll have like a dr- you know shot or truth, and you gotta you gotta drink or dare or some shit like that. I forget what it's called, but they'll they'll have like couples take shots and they have to they have to take a shot if they don't want to give the answer to the question that the other person's asking. Anyway, they do a lot of like weird social experiment kind of fucking things. Yeah, and they did this one where they went through a bunch of countries in the world and asked them about their opinions or stereotypes that they have about Americans. Hmm. And it was interesting to me because I, f- I feel that uh, a lot of the negative stereotypes have sort of risen to the top recently. And it, it makes me, it kind of does, it really does make me upset, I guess. And I would never really consider myself a patriotic person. I think as I get older, though, I'm sort of realizing and valuing uh, the things that this country has actually done for the rest of the fucking world. Uh, there's a lot of bad shit, clearly. Yeah. But it's almost like how can you how can oh you want to you want to fucking criticize me we're on the top of the fucking planet we've been we've been at seriously like do you understand all the shit that we have to balance in order to get some good things to happen right like for you to be like oh well you're all fat and and gun nuts and crazy and blah 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 and it's like yeah okay we're going through a hard time and it's easy to beat us up while we're down but do you not remember all this awesome shit that we did for the world like is that just all thrown out the window now and still like i heard i heard this um I heard this. I'm listening to Dan Carlin's podcast about uh, World War One, and I think that he had this one quote that I think is so emblematic of America pre 9/11, essentially. Um, and it, it could be spun as a bad thing, but I think that's really what it is. Where it's the same. I think they're the same stereotypes, but they're just people are just looking at the negative aspects now, as opposed to the like. It, it's almost like uh, what is it? They say insan. The difference between insanity and genius is that like uh, it, something is insane until it fucking works, and then it's genius. Yeah, That's the yeah. quote. Um, but basically, like it was World War One, and these the French were retreating, you know, as they fucking do. And uh, <laughs> no, they they were doing a tactical that's, retreat because they had to get up. out of one of the battles. And the Americans refused to retreat. And the general was quoted as saying, "Retreat? We just got here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like that 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 like brash. Uh, almost one of the, the Germans described it as uh, suicidal bravery, essentially. Yeah, is is pretty much what the American idea was for a long time of sort of like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be the good guys and we're gonna do what's right and we're gonna come here and we're gonna we're gonna kick the shit out of who we who we have to, but we're not gonna start fights necessarily. Yeah, we're gonna now, kick the shit or not out of the bad guys. <laughs> And whether or not that's actually been true all these years, that was the idea that was portrayed, and I guess I grew up believing, so maybe it's my fault for being bamboozled, but... I don't know, man. It, it seems like uh, it seems like th- this could be like people always compare it to Rome, and they say, "Oh, we're in the we're in the downfall of Rome," and it's a slow, slow downfall. And I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, maybe, 
Maybe, but I think I think it could just very well be that we're in a very rough period. I think what will happen is I I, I think there is definitely a, a this is gonna sound terrible a cleanse that needs to happen purge, as far as if like I may. <laughs> yeah oh it's everybody's deepest darkest dream um, <laughs> no but there there is a, a purge that needs to happen as far as like the old way of doing things needs to be purged. Um, not and the people who are in charge, like these old fucks, you know, got to get rid of the fucking old fucks. Yeah, the the old ways of doing things are over, and they're sort of leading us to uh, catastrophe, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, keeping secrets and all this other fucking yeah. bullshit. And it's like, okay, can we just have disclosure, and then we can work together to actually get this done? And I think what could happen, what could end up happening, is uh, we could we could es- essentially be the first uh, country in the world to get rid of all that shit and start moving forward and then uh, once again become, you know, leaders of the world. But maybe I just sound like, maybe I just sound like a British guy during the, during the fucking fall of England. Like, you know, <laughs> oh shit, we're not just going to be somebody's younger brother for the rest of our years, are we? And it's like, no, you are, you are. You, yeah. I, I think you're right. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think you're right. I think America has a history of being the one to be like, we're going to do it this way and it's going to work and we're going to fuck everybody up but not not like in a war type way but like our economy is like we i mean it came out of fucking nowhere we're such a young country it came out of nowhere and now it's the biggest in the world and i think that happens by making uh like like you say the kind of insane insane leaps you know and and putting the money in the right like in the 60s it was going to the moon like what the like that has nothing to do with anything but yet it was it was it fueled the entire economy you know it got people imagining and believing in in america again and that kind of stuff and it was just what we needed to like sh- sh- you know shoot off to the fucking moon in in, in <laughs> more ways than one but i think um i think you're right i think america has the chance to not be another rome or another, you know, empire that fails because we need to stop being an empire. I think that's the issue. Empires will fail because empires by nature kind of want everything to themselves. They want to be in control of everything and they want, uh, like, ultimate power over everything. If we stop having that mindset, we can still be the most powerful country or whatever, even though that's not necessarily the ideal that I'm advocating. Uh, But it'll take some some changing but we could we, we could we could i i, I think that I, I i don't know don't let me put words in your mouth but i think it's it's something you want to argue against because you don't want to say the most powerful country in the world because that has all these negative connotations but it doesn't have to i think there are two sides to power and we could be the most powerful country in the world if we build ourselves up internally and just lead by example we don't have to go into other countries and enforce what they're doing we just have to be like listen fuck you guys we're just going to do us you right, know what this I mean? is how we do it and i think the next phase if you look at like the all the phases of America, you know how how it grew. I think the next one involves uh, the the you know giving up of the whole secrecy thing in government and and uh, corporations especially. And I think the next phase really could be if we got on the green uh, energy. Uh, bo- uh, what do you call it? Like if we blaze the train, those trails, the yeah, green the, train, the green train, choo, choo. Choo, choo, choo. ride the green train. If we put more uh, effort into um, developing new green energy, like of course it's going to cost money up front. It's going to you know kind of set us back in other ways. But when that shit becomes vital and crucial, which it will at some point, because I mean at some point it will. It's not it's not a question of will it because 
eventually we will run out of oil. It might not be as soon as people think. Global warming might not be happening as fast as, as you know, some people might say. But eventually it's, it's not sustainable. And sustainable just means you can keep doing it over and over and over again indefinitely. You can't just keep pulling oil and, and other flammable shit out of the ground indefinitely. You just can't do it. There's a limited amount. And it might be a thousand years until we're, we run out. But at, at the end of a thousand years, if America has been uh, producing green energy and green, you know, um, like the, the products, all the other countries in the world are going to have to buy them from us. You know, like they're going to need yeah. our help and that kind of shit. So why don't we just start on that shit now? And if we start on that now, I think the shift will happen uh, that will it'll be like another like we'll take a little bit of a dip, which we're already taking now, but we'll shoot off eventually. And like uh, I just see a lot of it happening um, or a lot of different changes happening uh, along with that, because if we keep doing what we've been doing, we're, we're definitely going to be another Rome or another whatever and we're going to fail. But if we can stop being so material, like, you know, and stop being such so heavy on the consuming side of the economy, it'll free up our, the, like our loose money to do other things. And I think uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that it's, I just had this thought now, I think it's interesting that maybe maybe what's happening now is pre-9-11, for all my grandkids out there, and maybe my brother, who was born in 1999, he's a young kid, he doesn't, yeah, you know, he has two. no fucking concept of of what it was before that, but I think maybe what it was is that we were idealistic, and then uh, September 11 happened, and all the shit after that, and it sort of broke our, like, oh, shit, we don't actually stand for the things that we thought we stood for. And maybe maybe this period is a time for us to figure out how we can actually live by those those same ideals. So maybe yeah. we can get to the same place where we felt like it was pre-9-11, but yeah. we can actually, this time, be standing for the things that we thought we were standing for all along yeah not have some shady shit happening behind our backs yeah 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 i, I don't know man it, and it and it like i said it, it pisses me off when i hear uh when i hear other people other people from other countries and even i hear a lot of american people say this too yeah, which, which, which is even worse frustrates me because i used to feel that way too like growing up in the bush years you definitely get pretty down on america yeah, like oh, america sucks school, america you know? sucks <laughs> yeah it's like come on fucking grow up listen listen it's it's fun to criticize the the leader of the group essentially if you want to call America Escape the leader group. of the world, basically yeah. But but it's like have you have you 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 can't you you can't even comprehend the things that we've had to deal with because you haven't been in this position. America has been at the top of its game for so fucking long. We've been at the top of the world. We've been managing all this shit. Maybe we shouldn't have been doing that, but the fact is, had you had other countries been in the same position, I don't know if it would have played out any differently. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think a lot of the times, and I was, yeah, I've been watching House of Cards, and so have you, actually. Uh, good ass show. I, I just finished it, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, I think one of the things that stuck out to him that that Frank Ocean said, or Frank Ocean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Frank Ocean, Frank uh, Underwood said, who's the he was the president at the time. Spoiler alert: if you haven't gotten that far, um, he said that he thought, or it feels like sometimes the president uh, doesn't actually have choice; he has the illusion of choice. And I think that that is really the crux of politics, especially be, since America is the leading figure in the world, right? There, it, it kind of the spotlight is on on America. So when anytime something happens uh, badly, it, it reflects really badly on America, essentially. But 
if you really were to look at the decisions that they that whoever made the decisions, I mean, if you really look at them, there often isn't this clear and obvious choice that they can make. Because oftentimes, like for example, I, I'm an environmental science major, so I had to look up a lot of this fucking a lot of this shit about, you know, why isn't the government doing anything and even though they have the facts and all that shit. And a lot of times, like for example, drilling um Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania to get the natural gas. Of course it's it's horrible for the environment. Of course like everything is fucked up uh, about that whole process and it's just leading to more um burning of fossil fuels. However, it does create billions of dollars and thousands, tens of thousands of jobs. And even though that, that, you know, there's a lot of problems with it when you're a politician and it's your job to get people jobs, you know, it's, it's not so easy to say, oh, well, actually we're going to make sure that you can't drill here because, um, you know, X, Y, and Z, especially when you have the 10, 15 towns who are saying like, you better fucking let us drill because we don't have jobs. We don't have shit out here. It's easy for you guys in the city to say like, oh, well, we can just do something else and get another job. We don't have that luxury where we live. And there's always another argument. Oh, you could move and you could do this or you could, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is these decisions are a lot harder than they look. And only in hindsight can you say whether it was really a bad idea or a good idea. Because like you said, something is insane only until it works and then it becomes genius. So are we doing something insane or are we doing something genius? It's not, you can't really ever tell in the moment. I, yeah, I just feel like exactly. it, it's just, you know, you can talk shit all you want, but what have you done lately? What is your life like? You know what I'm saying? Like what, how are you handling the, the minor, uh, fluctuations in your life that you're fucking freaking out about you're freaking out about $15 of popcorn you're still freaking out about that like that's what you're gonna freak out about and then you're gonna talk shit about America and how we're you know making mistakes uh, in international policy fuck off fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much get your shit pretty straight much. Yeah, that's and had I, oh man, it's so weird because like had I said this to myself like two, three years ago, I would have been like, "You're what part are of you the problem." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's just it's just one of those things that I hate to I hate to say it this way, but you know, I'm growing up. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a fair way to say it. I used to, uh, I think I was sort of in the same boat. I was, I had, I'd been disillusioned with with the country and the American. You know, the whole American uh, dream and us being the good guys. But it happened a little more gently for me because I was never quite sold on it. I was never quite, you know, I was never quite sold on it. But I used to, like, go to protest uh, against the war and all that kind of shit, which I still, I'm, I'm, I would still do that. But I had this idea of like, oh, war is bad. We should never go to war. Like, there's never a good reason, all that kind of shit. And it's like, well, actually... There sometimes is like I saw this documentary. I think I heard it on uh, Joe Rogan experience about nuclear bombs dog. They are fucking everywhere. There are some nuclear yeah. bombs. That I are think just we lost. actually we actually discussed this on one of the episodes, but like let's get back into it because I, I saw that same documentary and it's just like they're just fucking everywhere and um, mo- the majority of them we have no idea where they are. <laughs> yeah, and it only would cost like like six point eight million dollars to make one. And like there's so hey oh. uh, we're gonna make a Kickstarter <laughs> <laughs> seven million dollar Kickstarter we're <laughs> conversations for our grandkids let's try to build a nuke <laughs> it's gonna be called uh, conversations for our grandkids bug out kit but you'll know what that means <laughs> winky wink <laughs> but, but also there are countries like uh, Iran that they're basically uh, not only the government is trying to 
you know, uh, like enrich uranium and, you know, make these ultra centrifuges, which is what they use to um, uh, separate out the active uranium from the non-active and all that shit. Not only are they trying to fund their own programs, but they're also like, I saw this fucking, on, on that documentary, this guy's like got his own private company where he's like i'll sell you all the shit you need to make a, a nuke you know essentially or to like m get some uranium for your nukes and to me granted we shouldn't necessarily just oh we're america let's go and get those guys like that's not the right approach but i think if you are going to kind of use some force or sh make a show of force about something that is a good thing to do it about because we're not just talking about dropping a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which was horrible. We should have never done that. I'm not that, you know, as, as horrible as that was, if you drop a nuke these days on like a, a, a New York or a, a London or something like that, we're talking about millions of people dying, not just hundreds yeah. of thousands, which is, I mean, horrible enough. Not not even counting the, the, the after effects of it for like years and years yeah. and years yeah. and decades and decades. The cancer rates and the, you know, all that shit. So I, yeah, I feel it, like if, and that's the thing, if our government was doing shit like that, and if they were really clear about like, this is what's going on in the world, American people. This is what we're trying to do about it. This is where we're catching flack. This is where the other countries aren't willing to help us so much. And this is why we're going to do it this way. At the very least, we might still be upset, but at least there's not this generic like, oh, weapons of mass destruction. We got to go get them. Like, what, what, are you what does that mean? <laughs> we got to go get them. <laughs> I really like that. But that's what it felt like. It was like, well, what do we – like, what? Like – that's all you're going to tell me? Like, that's all we know? That there, he may or may not have weapons of mass destruction? Do you have a picture of these things? You know, like, what, is, yeah. what are you talking about? I, I feel like, you know, without the secrecy, we wouldn't have been so upset if there weren't any there. If he was like, look, we're not sure, but this motherfucker's dangerous. You know, here's his track record. Here's, you know, we, and yes, we have helped him out in the past, and we probably shouldn't have done that, but at the time it seemed right. Like in Afghanistan, we gave them hundreds of millions of dollars, all these weapons and shit in the 80s. And lo and behold, they're the same fucking weapons that they're using against us in the 2000s, you know, against our own soldiers. Should they have not aided them in the 80s? Possibly. But at the time, they were fighting, they, the people they were giving the weapons to were sort of on the same team, sort of on the same side. Can, can I ask you a question, though? Sure. Uh, this is a serious question. Because um, you, you know the phrase, like, you can't handle the truth. It's from, like, a movie I haven't seen. But but <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I we've discussed this on the show a while back. I kind of have a, a brief history in politics. You know, I worked for a political campaign for a little while. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty closely with a political campaign. Like, I was up in the grill uh, of it. Uh, and are there those people, though, who just are not? able to deal with that sort of truth because like the, the fear from i think a lot of politicians is that if they're super honest it'll make them look bad because they'll they'll be admitting to to flaws i was thinking about this the other day they almost want to look superhuman they want to look like they're infallible and because uh if they show any fallacies at all somebody goes like oh well that person has this going on and blah 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 right i i, I wonder if 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 there's not a truth to that because certain people, when when these things do come out, get so fucking like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess maybe that has to do with the secrecy. But I guess like if somebody were to just say some shit, like for example, I'm not. I I don't think Donald Trump would make a good president. I don't agree with most of the things he says. Right. But 
I like that he says them. I like right. that he just goes on fucking Twitter and it just says Gooks hate Spicks because that shit that shit is so funny to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, like like he even, it's like he even said like I don't have time to be politically correct. I'm, if, you know, the president really doesn't have time to be politically correct either. So I'm not planning on being politically correct. I'm gonna say how what I want to say at the time where it feels like I should say it and let the chips fall where they may. And I like that attitude. Granted, don't like that he most of the other shit that he's about, but I like that attitude. And I think to answer your question i think there are the people that if you tell them the truth they'll freak the fuck out but here's the thing if you lie to them and then they find out the truth later it's going to be so much fucking worse so yeah. much fucking worse and the issue now is that the politicians don't want to tell the truth because like you said it makes them look bad and then they don't get elected so their idea is if i lie now i'll get elected and then be able to do some good but once you start lying and start doing this deceptive shit to get into office you're just going to keep doing that because there's no you're, it's going to be like because uh, that's all it is at that point. Right. If your entry point into it is lying, then the whole rest of the thing is just going to be built on lies. Right. Exactly. I think really the answer is like we need the fucking truth. Like for example, I think what happened in nine eleven is everyone, politicians, businesses, all these people, they were just feeding, you know, the gentle lie of like everything's okay, like we're good, like we're you know we're not in, in any kind of harm, everything's gonna be fine, like you know there's some wars, yeah that's true, and there's some bad things happening, but if you just keep worrying about you know the bully at your school, then you know every you can just worry about that, we'll be fine. And then nine eleven happens, and we're like, well where the fuck did that come from? I thought we were fine, yeah. you know, and that's that's why. It, that's where another cycle of distrust happens where now you're not trusting people who are they're telling you you're fine or they're telling you you're not fine and you can't trust either of them because last time you trusted someone you know two buildings blew up in your city you see what i'm saying so if you just start yeah. with the truth if you just start with saying look we're just another country we're not a super country we are one of the best countries but we're not a, we're not infallible we're not invincible and the only way that we're going to um, keep all of us, each other, safe is by working together and by putting and, and not just inside the country, but with other countries. And granted, we have to be careful about how we do this. And you know, we we want your input and we wanted you to to know what the fuck where decisions we're making, so that when something happens, we can say, well, we told you about this. We told you what was going to happen. You voted this way, and all that kind of shit. You know, like I I can I can understand that, or, or I think that'll that's the only the the only way that will work. Because, and granted, I will say that there are probably some military operations that um, should be kept secret for the safety of the people on the mission, for sure. However, I don't believe that that is the only scenario in which we're being kept, or we're being kept from the truth, because, or the, like the harsh truth, because it, it's it's not just like, oh, well, they're going on a mission, so let's not give specific locations and let's not give times a day and that kind of stuff like that makes sense it's like well if we if we say that we're allies with this person then people will assume that we can't go into that country in five years and we're planning on going into that country in five years so we'll say that we're not uh that they aren't our enemy we won't say they're our ally. you know that kind of shit it's like well what the, can we not like you know play with the truth that much can you just if it if it comes down to um a specific scenario of if if we give you these details it'll totally fuck up this this thing that's we're about to put into action like tomorrow but we're, we'll tell you everything we can and even now that i'm saying this i'm realizing how how sticky that is and how 
how many of the detail like the if you give somebody the details of your plan, any even small details, they can kind of get the upper hand on you. Like, you know, if you're playing like chess, if they if you're like, well, I'm going to go with this opening. If they know yeah. that you're going with that opening, they can adjust accordingly. So I don't know. I feel like there is a, a line where you shouldn't give details because it you you kind of give give away your your hand almost. Yeah. It's weird. It's a tough it's a tough it's a really really tough position to be in. I think based Which on why our, I say, our track record, fuck out of here, Norway, trying to criticize us. What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? You totally listen. I bet, I bet you fucking, you definitely benefited from us being in power for as long as we were. So yeah. get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, so fuck off. It, anybody who's doing good now benefited from us doing well at some point. Right. It's trickled down, bitch. That's how it fucking works. No, but seriously, <laughs> it is kind of true. Like we were the head of the shit for the entire 20th century, essentially, right? So everybody that's doing well now is in some way has been so, in some way been affected by us doing well. Right. Exactly. So suck my dick if you want to criticize us. Right. Suck my dick. Because that's all I'm we saying. We weren't the only Team ones. USA. We weren't the only ones benefiting from our shady shit. So were you. You know. So the fuck yeah. Were so you. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So hey, before we go, before we go, I know we kind of we kind of just I really did get lost in this conversation. To be honest yeah, with you, so I got I. very immersed in it. But we do have a contest to announce. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was thinking oh, way man. at the beginning that we should probably do that at the beginning, but I guess we didn't. So. No. We totally forgot. We do have a contest to announce. Now we have three awards. This is the this is the conversations for our grandkids. Amazon gift card spectacular. Pew, pew, I change the name pew. changes every time. Pam 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 pam. So what I have here is a list of everybody's names and how many times they did it. And we're just gonna pick basically from a hat. Are you ready, Adam? <laughs> this is for the twenty five dollar gift card. The big one. All right. Dun 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 dun. Oh, our friend Becca. Our friend Becca, Becca won the $25 gift you card. You just won a $25 Amazon gift card. Yeah. Oh, good fucking riddance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she won. Uh, I'm, <laughs> she She was the first person to actually get in touch with us and do all that fun stuff. She shared the post and retweeted us on Twitter. Nice. So I'm glad that worked out for her. $25 going right into her motherfucking pocket. That's and awesome. then uh, here goes the uh, what is the next one? Fuck, it's ten dollars, right? Yeah. Ten and a five. <laughs> Forgetting the rules of my own contest. <laughs> there we go. Ah, CD Schultz. CD, CD Schultz. Schultz. He can buy uh, the ten dollar gift card that we had planned for him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, CD Schultz. One fourth of the lube. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, right, the five dollar one. Let's well, the last one. The five dollar one. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Ah, oh, your boy G Chen. G What's Chen? his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets the five dollar nice. card. Yeah, my fucking yeah. man. Yeah. So hey, listen. Um, sorry if you didn't win. Better luck next time. But really, we really appreciate you going out of your way to review us on iTunes. Yeah. We got some really nice reviews on iTunes. We got some really nice reviews on Stitcher. Um, Lindsay gave us a review. Thank you. Paige gave us a review. Thank you so much. Yeah, we got comments um, on the on the actual Candy Muncher site, which is really the most exciting for me. If we could have everybody kind of build a community on that CandyMunchers.com website, that'd probably be the yeah. best way for everyone to be up on. 
this podcast and our anything else that we're kind of into we'll we'll eventually put it on that website so that that's a good like centralized spot so i really appreciate thank you for the, the comments, comments yeah. danielle <laughs> yeah yeah um and page uh, but hey also check out that sweet new video we got on candymunchers.com of us if you want to see what we look like if you don't already know yeah. it's up there now you can see our ugly mugs and how i needed yeah. a haircut when we took that and video. i needed to shave yeah all good though. Uh, yeah, it's a really yeah. good video. It was uh, shot by our boy CD Schultz, who won the ten dollars gift card, and uh, woo 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 woo. And it's really good. Um, I showed it to my cousin, and he like the, I was like, "Can you watch this video? Like, tell me what you think." And he's the message he sent was more video, please. So I think uh, I think we're on to something there. I would like to do more videos if possible. Um, but well, most when you come back to Philly, you bitch. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we have one. We have one already. So just go check that one out. Um, Look at it. Does if somebody looks at the video on our website, it'll count it in the YouTube counter thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get like a million views on that shit. So if you have any friends, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a million views. I'm trying to make yeah, it go so viral. Yeah, so make that shit go viral, yeah. guys. Uh, <laughs> until then, hey, grandkids, uh, just believe in America. If you're going, what is America? <laughs> I guess we're in deep shit. But, um, <laughs> uh, this has been Conversations for Our Grandkids, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, James. I feel bad. It's Whoa! <laughs>